0: Another edition of Beat the Closing Number, presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herskovich. You can follow me on Twitter at Eli Herskovich. You can follow my co-host on Twitter at Mo Nawara And follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. My guy Mo is red hot betting baseball. I know he doesn't like to pump himself up, but got to give him a shout out. We'll get into his recent betting record in a second. But before we get started... Remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever the lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Major League Baseball. And we are also giving away a $25 Amazon gift card daily in our MLB Pick'em Contest. For more details, head over to play.thelines.com. But without further ado, Mo is 9-1 in his last 10 Major League Baseball bat, Smo, give yourself a pat on the back or however you want to go about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, things are going well. Um, Rather be hot than the opposite, obviously. Um, I think so far, uh, I do think, I know that in a small sample, it's usually probably mostly just luck when you're going on a nice heater like this. But I do think like I am doing some things a little better than I have done in the past, especially last year. Um, I would say the main thing, honestly, just something we touched on in that interview with P D the other day, just being a little bit more willing to thin slice it on certain things, like maybe I see a pitcher who's performing a little worse early in the season, Um, I'm a little more inclined to think there might be something real behind it, especially if I'm looking at multiple metrics that are saying he's performing worse. Uh, You can be a little bit, it can be dangerous obviously at times. And sometimes it bites me Uh, like the other day when I faded Luis Garcia, he's been terrible. And then he fired a gem against the blue Jays, but I think it's worked in a few spots for me.
0: And it's, it's good to know because as a batter for you and I Mo, we're always making adjustments, no matter how successful we may have been or unsuccessful, we may have been the season prior, you always want to consider different ways to go about handicapping or looking at things maybe a bit differently than you may have the previous season or in years past. But let's get into your bets for today. Two games that we'll touch on in this video. Marlins at Guardians and Cardinals at Mariners. Mo also has another bet in our MLB Discord channel. Head over to thelines.com to get the free link for our Discord channel to see all of Mo's bets every single day, including what he has this weekend, as this is our last video up until Monday. But like Mo mentioned, variance is a big part of betting, so please don't come screaming at Mo if he goes 0-2 today. Hopefully, it's the reverse, but as Mo knows, that's why he doesn't like to pump himself up. You always want to be humble in this business and as a better, because... Things can always go awry because variance is a natural part of sports and life for that matter. But that's a different conversation for another day. And the betting market is incredibly deserves respect and is tough to beat. So I always try to stay very humble even when I'm on fire. Yeah. And that's something that we noted with Spreadopedia. Be sure to check out that podcast on Apple or wherever you find your favorite podcasts that not only variance, but. MLB is maybe an unknown efficient market just because the NFL is, everyone's betting the NFL game to game, and there's only, what, 17, 18 regular season weeks, whatever it may be, just because of the adjustment over the last couple seasons, but baseball season is long, people don't bet it nearly as much as a sport like the NFL, and it is an extremely efficient market, so being humble is the right approach for sure, but Miami at Cleveland, first and foremost for Moe's first MLB bet. A bit of steam on the Marlins this afternoon as we're recording on Friday, right around 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central. Miami down from as high as plus 120 to as low as plus 105 as of this recording on the money line at Caesars Sportsbook. It is Zach Pleszak against Braxton Garrett. And... While Pleasac's chase rate ranks in the 84th percentile, according to Baseball Savant, not walking a ton of batters either. That strikeout rate is not so good, ranking in the 7th percentile, and his fastball spin rate ranks in the 13th percentile. So, Zach Pleasac is not like his dad, Dan Pleasac, so far in his, what, short three or four year MLB career. Mo, how are you betting Marlins Guardians? Yeah,
1: Zach Plisak's been a guy I've often faded. I think I'm just lower than the market on him. I will say when I was looking into him for this bet, I do think he's been a bit better this year, and I think it's something that's going to honestly continue. I think he'll probably be a little bit better than he has been the last couple of years when he's been pretty bad. Uh, The reason being, he is throwing 45% sliders this year. That has been his best pitch in his career. So I, I think he'll be better, but I still have him projected like solidly below average. Um, and Cleveland's offense, they have an 88 WRC plus after kind of a hot first few series. They've been pretty bad. And this is an offense that I thought was going to be pretty bad last year. And they weren't. I'm wondering if maybe I was right all along and they <laughs> ran really hot last year and we deserved better on our twins bets, but maybe we'll get that this year they are they've they've stunk so far uh and they were really really bad against lefties last year I did say I think they'll be a little bit better this year but I still don't think this is a really a good offense facing off with um Braxton Garrett here who I really like honestly um bet on him a bunch last year he was very good in a very sustainable way and he's opened the season basically doing the same things he was last year um when it comes to Garrett, I I just think he's a good pitcher. I mean, only 88 innings, but 3.5 ERA estimators last year. So I think that he's just pretty good. And when I'm looking at their rotation, when they started the year, I see multiple pitchers that... I think project worse than Garrett that they started the year in the rotation for them. Johnny Cueto, Trevor Rogers, Edward Cabrera. I think these are all worse pitchers than Braxton Garrett. And it baffles me why they didn't want him in the rotation to start the season. But because of the injury to Cueto, he did get in there and he's just been doing basically the same thing he was last year. Um, He just looks like a good pitcher. So uh, facing this somewhat weak guardians lineup and with with a pitching advantage, with maybe an offense advantage, one that's pretty close, I would say, and probably not like a huge deficit in terms of defense or bullpen here. I'm just not seeing how the Guardians can be this big of a favorite. I, I think the Fish should be closer to even money here, and um, market definitely moving that way. There is still a plus one twenty uh, this afternoon at Rivers if you have an account there. Um, otherwise, you can get some plus 115s. I think that's
0: fine for a bet as well. Speaking of variants, it seems like that's going to be the theme of this podcast. Hopefully, the negative variance Continues for the Cleveland Guardians as Mo and I both have twins bets to win the division. Cleveland sitting at 10 and 9 and Miami with a very similar mark. On to the second and the last game. Uh, that you're betting and that we're discussing at least on this edition of Beat the Closing Number for a 10:10 Eastern Time first pitch the Cardinals at the Mariners. Both teams have the same record here, so just like the last game that we touched on, Cardinals eight and eleven, Seattle the same mark, and the Mariners out to minus one thirty on the money line. It is George Kirby against Stephen Matz, the lefty, and. The Mariners ranked right around league average, maybe just above it, I think 11th in WRC plus against lefties last season. But this year it's been a little bit of a different story. Of course, a smaller sample size, but Seattle ranks number 22 against Southpaws this season. JP Crawford, Ty France, and something Murphy, Tom Murphy, have struggled most against left-handed pitching this year, So, Mo, how are you betting Cardinals at Mariners? Yeah, this one
1: I've got the underdog again. Um, so, I did get another plus 120 here on the Cardinals. This is another one that's coming down. It's coming down a little sharper than the Miami line, unfortunately. But, once again, I still think there could be some value to be had here. This one is, again, one that I think should be pretty close to even money. Uh, There's still a plus 112, a bunch of plus 110s out there right now. Um, That's probably worth a smaller bet, I think. Uh, It's not as exciting as plus 120 for sure, especially when you're talking about Steven Matz. He's been a guy who I think I have probably overrated a little bit in my life, to be honest, Um, probably because his peripherals are better than his ERA. I think once he's probably up to a sample that it's probably something real that he's doing wrong, I think it's probably a pitch mix thing. But he's actually also making some small adjustments. He has cut his curveball usage quite a bit this year. That's been a bad pitch for him. It's much better for him when he's more heavy on his heater and his change. So maybe that's helping a little bit this year. He's just basically a pretty solid like league average type of arm. I think Kirby's a little better than him. But I do like this matchup for the Cardinals offense. That's the big thing for me. And we've talked about this a bunch. I just really like this Cardinals lineup. I think that people are maybe not realizing how good this offense is and how good it's been. I thought maybe they were underperforming, and then I looked at the the stats, and they they got the third best offense in MLB so far. I think the Cardinals have just been scuffling so bad that people are just kind of sleeping on just how good this offense is. I do think it's a top-five offense in baseball probably. Uh, it's very close if it's not. Um, and George Kirby, I think is going to be a pretty good matchup for them because of the way he likes to pitch. He's really a guy who just kind of gets a lot of mileage out of throwing a lot of strikes with his heaters. You know, he's throwing more than 60% fastballs, even close to 70% according to some of the tracking stuff. Um, that's really, really high and that obviously helps him avoid walks and, The thing about the Cardinals, though, is they are going to when the Cardinals, they have so much power that when they connect with these fastballs, they're going to go a long way. I think a lot Um, might be a bunch of solo homers, but still would be uh, good for them. Last year, they were 10th versus or last year. They were fourth versus four seamers and twelfth versus sinkers. This year, they're 10th so far versus four-seamers, fifth versus sinkers. I think we can definitely say this is a pretty strong offense when it comes to hitting fastballs. And I think that they're in a pretty good spot against Kirby here. So uh, another one that I think there's just too much uh, dog money on the the Cardinals right now.
0: Yeah, and just overall with St. Louis, they rank top three in batting average on balls in play. So Babbitt, which you could say that It could naturally regress over the course of the season or maybe even starting tonight. But like you mentioned, this lineup is very elite. Wilson Contreras is starting to come around at the plate, too, showing a lot of power, at least this week. Now, on the flip side, their pitching staff, which we have hated on a lot so far this season on more of our long-form podcasts, they rank bottom three. In opponents' BABIP. So maybe that comes around, but I also in, in a good direction for St. Louis, that is. But like we've also hit on a ton, this pitching staff, maybe outside of Jordan Montgomery, is not very good. They're definitely going to need to upgrade near the deadline. But considering how weak this division is, we are both pretty high on St. Louis. And I think if you go back to our podcast with Spreadopedia that I mentioned earlier, I think you and I, or at least myself, will have a bet on the Cardinals. Some sort of long-term futures bet later in the season, trying to get a good number there and waiting a bit. Not this month. I don't think I'll be placing anything futures-wise for the Cardinals. But that's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. Remember to give the video a thumbs up and subscribe for any sort of notifications when we have more sports betting videos to come, not just on Major League Baseball. And remember to check out that podcast would spread a PD on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody.